Yeah. Yeah. What's poppin' everybody? Y'all feeling that beat? I like it. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Realist Sports Show, y'all. I'm your host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, live in the building again tonight. You know, whew, we had a last show, previous show. We did a Black Lives Matter show last week, you know, because we had to really showcase what really is really going on out in the world, everybody. And um, I really I really want everybody to go out there and listen to that show. I encourage it. Um we really need to get decisive on what's going on in the real world today. We need to get at current events. We need to get hooked on our current events that's going on out here. It's really rough. It's getting bad. And, you know, sometimes we need to let off some steam. Sometimes we need to be able to voice our opinions on what's going on in the world today. And we need to get it off our chest. And... The best way we can do that is by having a platform that we have today. And to utilize our platforms that we have today by making a statement and making it known that, you know, we won't stand for injustice. We won't stand for social inequality, systematic racism. We won't stand for that, you know. And we got to utilize our platforms in the right way. And, you know, I do, like I said, I do highly encourage everybody to go listen to that show. It's titled Black Lives Matter. And it is now linked around on all platforms, on podcast platforms, whether it's iTunes, whether it's uh, Google, iHeartRadio, or whatever the case may be. But I do highly encourage everybody to go listen to that and you know leave some comments down there or if you guys want to we have a facebook page out there right now it's called the Realist sports shows um facebook page and you can leave comments down there underneath the show you can leave comments leave messages tell me what y'all think of the show how y'all feel about the show and you know help us all grow and that's all we kind of do here even my co-host, DJ Curring, you know, even though he's not live in the den right now with us, though, but um, we highly encourage growth. And I know that's what he'll want from us right now. I know that's what he want to do. All he want to see is the numbers grow and keep growing, baby. But um, let's dig in deep inside this show today. Uh, I want to talk to y'all about a few things that's going on around in the sports world today. I know I'm opening up the show a little bit differently than I normally would do, but it's all about that thing called growth. And it's all about how we start off a show and it all comes back on to what we want to do and how we want to be successful in life. So I 
thought I might hit y'all with that for a minute. And uh, let's see how this thing goes for tonight. I mean, for today, actually. Tonight, today, tomorrow, doesn't really matter. We're going to see how it goes. All right, first topic up at hand, everybody, is going to be Steve Nash is now the Brooklyn Nets head coach. I say again, he signed a four-year deal to be the next head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. That is Steve Nash, former NBA star player, former, uh, you know, former champion in the NBA with the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, he was also shipped to the Phoenix Suns, played the games in there, averaging about, in 2001 campaign, averaging about 16 points per game and seven, maybe seven assists while starring alongside Derek Nowitzki as the Mavericks. It's not the decade-long postseason drought. You know, um, Steve Nash also won back-to-back MVP awards in 05 and 06. You know, uh, as a Suns player for eight seasons, he registered 16 points, 10 and a half, I mean, 11 assists per game during the span leading the league in the, ca- in, the la- in the latter category in five of those seasons. Now, why do I bring this up? Okay. Um, great offensive player, great defensive player. Uh... I like the mindset of it, though, but I'm going to have to side with everybody that's coming out there today that's talking about this, though. You have a lot of potential candidates that could have made the head coaching job. Tyron, Tyron Lue. Ty Lue is still a free agent coach that is out there right now on the market. I want to know if the Brooklyn Nets even gave him a qualifying chance to even interview for the coaching job. There's a lot of coaches out there that could have been picked up. And and I'm not just talking about black coaches, not, not just to saying that, though, but none of the black candidates even got selected. Nobody can't even, some people can't even get an interview. And that is sad to say that, though, because of the fact of the matter is that with no head coaching experience, with no experience but a player mentality. We've seen the likes of a Jason Kidd being the assistant head coach on the Lakers. We've seen that. We've seen Jason Kidd actually get a job as a head coach. Didn't do so bad, but, I mean, he didn't win a championship neither, though. We're talking about former, former players with – Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both back in this move that the Brooklyn Nets have just made. You get a point guard-like mindset for a head coach. You get a kind of like a defensive player mindset for a head coach. But what happened to all the other head coaches that were right for the job, that could have got this job off of, you know, their backs? You know, and whatever happened to fair fair evaluations? You bringing a man technically off the street into the likes of the hands of a head coaching position. I can see a head assistant coach 
and you putting somebody up there like Ty Lue to, to come on again. I mean, come in there and coach up for maybe about three to four seasons and see how that goes. At least he got a shot. And then you move Steve Nash up into that position. But nobody has ever said that the Brooklyn Nets was even, you know, considering Ty Lue. Only the person that has been considering Ty Lue for the longest time frame was LeBron James. And and where do we go wrong? What happened to giving fair equality and opportunity to all head coaches that are free agents right now? Because I can tell you like this. I can tell you like this. Mike D'Antoni for the Houston Rockets, you might as well cancel Christmas on that. Even though he signed his long-term tenure, yes, the Houston Rockets has made the playoffs, but he doesn't preach defense. Does not preach defense at all, period. He doesn't care if your team is up if your t- if his team is at one hundred and one, the other team better be down. I mean, better be at one hundred. That's how much defense he has and confidence he has in his team. They go win by a point. A win is a win, of course, but let's be fair here. There's better coaches out there that could train up the Rockets to be a dynasty. Some of them are black, and some of them are white. Do I like the move? It's it's a fair move. I have nothing against Steve Nash at all, period. I have nothing against Steve Nash. And many of you might think that because I'm talking about it right now that a lot of black coaches didn't get a chance to get the interview for this job. They just brought in Steve Nash and said, Steve Nash, here, take the reins. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what we're going to say here. What we're going to say here and we're going to be fair about is that did they really go out there and seek a black person's approval and see if he can own up to the job? No. Let, let's put let's put 20 on 10 on here. Let's put the 20 on 10. Did they really go out there and look for one? No. And and that's the mindset that has created this world that we're living in today. You're not given a fair opportunity of a chance to let a black head coach go out there and be successful with a team, even though he wasn't successful with a lot of different teams, or even if he was successful with teams. I'm not going to go into a, 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 I can't name all the head coaches right now off the top of my head that they passed up on. And, a, and some assistant head coaches that was in Washington, D.C. as well, too. I'm not going to go in that, that perspective right now. But let's give credit where credit is due. Some of these head coaches and some of these coaches staff are amazing people. Just give them a chance to do it and prove it. Give them the opportunity to fly their wings and really show what they're really made of. Because I'm going to tell you like this right now, y'all missing out on something so beautiful. Something so beautiful. Could be a dynasty in the making. And it could happen in Houston. It could happen in, you know, anywhere. It could happen anywhere. 
The NBA is always talking about fairness and equality around the NBA. Better than the NFL is. But I'm going to tell you one team that just hired the first black president of the organization, the Washington football team did. Hired the first female journalist, I mean, female VR, um, VP of damn near media operations, Julia Donaldson, the Washington football team did. Giving jobs and opportunity out there. We got a president that is black. Let that ring bells for a minute. Let that ring bells for a minute. Yes, Kyrie Irving. I, like I said, I have nothing against Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash is a phenomenal was a phenomenal player. Used to hate when he came up to the, you know play the Lakers sometime frames though, but it is what it is. And to be honest with y'all, he was a bad boy. Even playing with the Lakers, he was a bad man. Got hurt, but he was a bad boy playing with the Lakers. So let's really understand these. Let's really understand this. Let's see how it goes. But we're going to transition a little bit of gears here, everybody. We're going to talk about what's going on in playoff timing right now. Um, so in tonight's game, the Toronto Raptors went up against the Boston Celtics tonight in a series that I thought for surely Toronto will wrap it up you know, wrapped us up maybe in the five-game stretch, six-game stretch or so. But Toronto got spanked in the first two games. They got their head popped off in the first two games by Boston. Boston has been coming out there on fire. And the only reason why Toronto won tonight, and it's 2-1 right now tonight, 104 to 103 was by a point. It was by a point tonight. Kyle, Kyle Lowry had 31.6 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals tonight to carry his team over the threshold to a 104-103 victory by a point. Jalen Brown went off tonight with 19 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, 0 steals, and 4 blocks tonight. Toronto shot 46% from the field, I mean, for, um, field goal percentage. Had a 46% field goal uh, percentage tonight. Had a 32% three-point uh, field goal percentage tonight. And shot damn near over 50, just a little bit over 50, 50% tonight from the free throw line. Even though the Boston Celtics took that over by 76% tonight. They shot 16-21 from the free throw line. Whereas uh, Toronto shot 9 of 16 from the free throw line. You got to pick up your free throws. You got to pick them up. If you're going to win a football, if you're going to win a basketball game, and I know I was about to say football, but if you're going to win a basketball game, man, you got to step it up at the free throw line. That's free throws. It's free. It's a free shot. You got to light it up from the free throw line. You got to make your shots at the free throw line. If Shaq can tell anybody for right now, Around the league today, you gotta make free throws. If Shaq was here right now, he'd be like, "Hey, you know, uh, we gotta make our free throws." And uh, Phil, no, Kobe, no, 
everybody else know we got to make our free throws. And that, and that's what he'll tell you. You got to make your free throw shots. Even though Shaq didn't make a lot of them, Shaq didn't make a majority of his shots, but when he made one, he was so damn happy that he made one shot. But I'm just saying, though, y'all, y'all got to capitalize from the free throw line if you want to win these games. Toronto, I mean, Boston had more rebounds than them tonight. More offensive rebounds tonight. By one. More, I mean, the assist totals go 23 to 21 for Toronto. Blocks, 5 to 7 ratio. Boston wins that ratio. Turnover battles, one less turnover Boston had tonight. The fouls have got to come down. You had 20 personal fouls tonight, Toronto. 20. You got to stop fouling, man. Y'all got to stop fouling. Y'all got to stop fouling. That's too many damn fouls. That's too many damn personal fouls tonight. Too many. Too many. Too many for my case. But, like I said, Toronto will go on to win. One. I'm so proud of them. And, you know, Ananobi buries the buzzer beater three as the Raps win the game. In a three. In game three, Thriller. So... And then I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take a side I'm gonna take a walk back a little bit though you know, um, to the to these uh, 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 Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, everybody. The Milwaukee Bucks. What the hell has gotten into the Milwaukee Bucks? You're losing to the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And you got you got the Greek freak. You got a team full of defensive players, and y'all getting smashed by the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat are whooping y'all ass one fifteen to one hundred four in Monday's night game. Y'all getting beat like that. There's got to be a better way to say that. There, 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 there just has to be a better way. I, I don't know what the better way may be is right now, but there, there had to be a better way. There, there, there just has to be a better way to say that, you know, Milwaukee ain't going down like that, though. I, I, I'm going to just say Milwaukee ain't going down like that, and then y'all come back and you lose again to the Miami Heat Wednesday night. 116 to 114, and you got the Greek freak. I don't understand that. This is a great defensive team. This is a great offensive team. And y'all getting spanked on your court by the Miami Heat? Wow. Giannis, are you choking yet? Because it damn near seems like you're a choke artist in the playoffs. You play strong MVP caliber player in the regular season games where they really don't give a damn about the regular season. It only counts in the playoffs. It's becoming like you're a choke artist when it comes down to playoff timing. Now, I know last year wasn't really your fault because that was a tip-in shot by Kawhi Leonard last year in the Toronto Raptors, and they bounced on the way in. 
and y'all just happened to lose the game right then and there. But are we really talking about the Greek Freak losing again? You're down 2-0 in the playoffs. You're down 2-0 in the playoffs. And the next time y'all play is tomorrow night. Y'all play Friday night at 6.30. Will we see a 3-0? Will we see a sweep? Or will we see some confidence in the Greek Freak and his Milwaukee Bucks team and we see a changeover come about? Will we see a change in Milwaukee? Y'all was the first team to call it quits for a minute when the Black Lives Matter movement happened in the NBA. Y'all called out. Y'all said y'all don't want to play no more for that game right then and there. Came back. He went to the second, he went to the second round of the playoffs. It's time to wake up, Milwaukee. Time to do what y'all do best. Miami, keep rolling, baby. Keep rolling with the heat. Keep rolling with the thunder. Bring the heat. Keep bringing it. Because if Milwaukee's just going to lay down and let y'all just walk all over top of them, then by all damn means, walk all over top of them. Beat their ass in senseless. I don't care if it's by 2, 10, 20 points. Beat them senseless. Because, I, I, you know, it is what it is. It truly is what it is at that point. And if you guys don't want to step up to the playing field, then Miami's going to do it. And just to be honest with y'all, I don't mind Miami going to the, I mean, Miami going in there and doing what they got to do best. I don't mind it. But what I do mind is last night's game, the Houston Rockets surpassed the the ultimate rivalry last night happened last night in last night's game. And that was OKC versus the Houston Rockets. And I will honestly have to say, if you didn't watch that game, you missed something phenomenal. If you didn't watch that game, you missed the competitiveness. If you didn't watch that game last night, you missed something on fire. And you missed the greatest, the, 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 some of the star players, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, playing basketball all on the same different teams, going up against their former team, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Two players that came from Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, played up against them. The Houston Rockets used to put them out all the time. Houston used to put them out all the time because James Harden was leading the way. James Harden has became this ball-dominant player that if you put the ball in his hands, he knows what to do with it. Russell Westbrook has has become the same kind of caliber player. You put the ball in his hands, but sometimes he chokes in the finals. And not in the finals per se, I'm saying just literally in the playoffs period, sometimes he chokes. He can have a hot start, but won't finish. He can have all the triple-doubles in the world, but can't finish. Can't finish. You shoot air ball threes in the playoffs. You put your whole heart on the line in the regular season. But you can't finish in the playoffs. 
But last night, though, y'all put the ball in James Harden's hands, and he scored y'all baskets. He took his team on the road. He took it right out of OKC hands and pushed the number. He pushed the ball. Now, here's where the fun part comes about, everybody. Here's where the fun part comes. Because there's going to be a battle in L.A. There's going to be a battle in Houston. But all of these things don't really matter because you're inside of a bubble. It's going to be the L.A. Lakers versus the Houston Rockets tomorrow night. And when I do say tomorrow night, I mean Friday night, everybody. This is going to be a showdown for the ages right here. Because once we all get the chance to see the Lakers put out the Rockets, and if the Clippers keep doing their job, we're going to see a, a, a Western Conference Finals like it's never been shown before. Two L.A. teams are going to meet up in the Western Conference Finals, and they're going to dominate the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard in one side, Paul George on one side, Anthony Davis and LeBron James all on one team. The Lakers versus Clippers. PG versus Kawhi. I mean, PG Kawhi versus Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Come on now, y'all. That's going to be something to see. That's going to be something to see. And we always been talking about it, too. We all have been talking about it. Doesn't matter whether, you know... You don't want to see it or you do want to see it. I want to see this whole court. I would, rather, I would have rather seen all this go down to the Staples Center. Because I know the Staples Center would have made a hell of a lot of money that night. Oh, hell yeah. The Staples Center would have made a hell of a lot of money that night. The Staples Center would have been packed full of Laker fans. Clippers fans on one side, Lakers fans on the other side, swapping back and forth jerseys. I'm a, I'm a Clipper fan tonight. I'm a Lakers fan tonight. I'm this fan today, and I'm this fan of that day. The Staples Center would have made a hell of a lot of money that day until these two teams decide to branch out and go somewhere else. But the Lakers will remain at Staples Center, though. Until the Clippers find a way to get their own arena, which was I was heard is coming in the makings. It's coming in the makings that I heard that the Clippers are looking for their own arena in LA, a space to put it at. I've heard it, I've heard some rumors about it. And I'm throwing them out there to y'all. I heard some rumors about it. Y'all heard it here first on the Riddle Sports Show. I've heard some rumors that the Clippers are looking to branch out. Whether they're true rumors or not rumors, but there are still some rumors out there, though. And the scale of that is going from, if I had to put it on a radar scale, I'll put it at a, a four right now. I'll put it at a four, a three and a four, to be honest with y'all. I'll put it at a three and a four. That there's some smoke going on about that. Two teams in L.A. battling for L.A. I would damn sure love to see that. And I think that's what we're going to see. I don't think LeBron and the Lakers, I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to let the Lakers lose and go home. But if it, the best man has to win this, though, the best man will have to win. And whether it's Giannis out of the Cupo coming out of there, or whether it's the Boston Celtics coming out of the East, like I said before, 
I'm ready to see Boston and the Lakers again. Can LeBron James beat the La uh, beat the Boston Celtics in a Laker jersey? Kobe did it, and that's all we need to know. Can he do something that Kobe did too as well and beat the Boston Celtics in the finals? Now, I doubted the Boston Celtics from making it this far. I thought it was going to be a clean sweep in the second round. I could I could have told anybody that. It was going to be a clean sweep in the second round, though. But it ain't going to be ended up like that, though. It's not going to end up like that, though. It's going to end up where it Boston might just make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and whoever their opponents are better come ready. They better come ready. All right, so we're going to come down to the main event, everybody. I know everybody's been waiting on this topic for right now. I know that we're on the basketball field mindset today, everybody. But there was a, um, a topic brought to my table not too long ago this week. Um, there was a major topic that was brought to the table. And it was Chauncey Billups versus Allen Iverson topic. Chauncey Billups wanted to know why he's not in the Hall of Fame and Allen Iverson is in the Hall of Fame. You know, Chauncey Billups played in the league since 97, ended his career in 2014 with the Detroit Pistons. You know, a lot of people didn't even know that. A lot of people didn't even know that. If you're not a real basketball player, you know, a lot of people don't even know that. Played point guard slash shooting guard. That's what Chauncey Billups was. And was a dominant player, too, as well. But when we come back from our short commercial break, everybody, we're going to go over this topic. We're going to hit this topic real hard. Chauncey Billups versus Allen Iverson when we come back, everybody. Stay tuned for more of the Real Sports Show, everybody. Hey y'all, it's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Really Sports Show. All right, everybody, and we're back live. Thank y'all for that brief commercial break right then and there. You know, um, so we left off at, we're going to talk about Chauncey Billups versus Allen Iverson. The great one, Allen Iverson. The the chosen one, Allen Iverson. The man that can cross you over with, who crossed over Michael Jordan, I should say, Allen Iverson. Who had the best crossover in the league, Allen Iverson. Let, let's put let's put some let's put some spec on his name. Everybody talking about some spec, some respect. 
we're gonna put some respect on his name. You know, the man had a mean ass crossover out of Iverson Big. Man had okay, so we're gonna compare stats here a little bit. And I'm gonna give y'all out of Iverson stats. This is career highlights and awards for right now. This man is the most it was the most valuable player, MVP in 2001. An 11-time NBA All-Star from 2000 to 2010. Two-time All-Star MVP player in 01-05. Three-time NBA first-team player in 99-2001 and 05. A three-time NBA second-team player in 2000-2002. I mean, all the way to 03. An All-NBA third-team in 06. NBA Rookie of the Year in 97. NBA All-Rookie First Team in 97, four-time scoring champion, 99-01, back-to-back. He did it three times. He did it three times, then came back in 05 and did it again. Led the lead in steals, NBA steals leader in 01 through 03. Okay? He retired his jersey, in the number three jersey in Philadelphia. You know, uh, consensus first team All-American, first team All-Big East player, and a two-time Big East Defensive Player of the Year in 95 and 96, first team Parade All-American in 93. All right? You know, just to go over a little bit of career statistics for y'all for a minute, points scored, he averaged, tw- he averaged 27 points per game. And rebounds, he averaged four rebounds per game. Steals, he averaged six steals per game. Allen Iverson scored 24,368 points in his career. Had 3,394 rebounds in his career. Had 5,624 assists. In his career. And the man still had more left in the tank before he retired out of the game. And we was talking about practice before he left. And we still talking about practice today. Alright? We still talking about practice today. And that's what you remember, man. Now, let me give y'all a little few highlights if y'all know who Chauncey Billups is. This man played for the uh, Boston Celtics from 97 to 98. From 98 to 99, he was with the Raptors. In 99 to 2000, he was with the Denver Nuggets. 2000 to 2002, with the Memphis Timberwolves. The Pistons from 2002 to 08. The Nuggets again in 08 to 2011. The Knicks in 11. And then from 11 to 13, with the Clippers. And 13 to 14, with the Pistons. Just some career highlights. He was an NBA champion in 04, beat the Lakers in 04. That's back when the Lakers had that hot team. If y'all remember that hot team the Lakers had with Carl Malone and all of them on the team. And Kobe Bryant was on that team as well, too. Rick Fox, pretty boy Rick Fox. And Shaquille O'Neal was all on that team in 04. And that was a clean sweep that year. Clean sweep in the NBA Finals. The Lakers got swept. He's the NBA Finals MVP in 04. Five-time NBA All-Star from 06 to 2010. All-NBA second team 06. 
Two-time All-NBA third team, 07, to 09, 07 and 09. Uh, Two-time NBA All-Defensive second team player from 05 and 06. The, he won the J, the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award in 08. NBA Sportsman, Sportsmanship Award in 09. NBA Teammate of the Year in 13. Retired his number one jersey with the Detroit Pistons. And the um retired the uh, number four with the Colorado Buffaloes second team parade all American all American player in '95. All right, Chauncey Billups on the average fifteen points per game, two he averaged three rebounds per game, and averaged just five re five assists a game per game. Well, let me tell you how many points he scored in his career. 15,802 points in his career. He aver he scored, I mean, he had 2,992 rebounds, 5,636 assists in his over his career. And so let's get into the real debate here. Let's get into the real debate here. Yes, Chauncey Billups may have won has won a NBA ring, NBA championship ring. He got a ring. Did Allen Iverson get a ring? No, he did not get a ring at all, period. Unfortunately, he was he was beaten by the Lakers as well, too. The Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, he was beaten by them. Whereas Chauncey, Chauncey Billups and the Denver Nuggets, I mean, and the Detroit Pistons swept them back in 04, okay? This is one of the things where do I think Chauncey Billups deserves the right to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he does. But over Allen Iverson, no. No. If you had to pick between Allen Iverson and Chauncey Billups to be in the Hall of Fame, I'm going with the difference maker. I'm going with the person that that made a difference, that made an impact in the game, that changed the game for what it was, that added a crossover, that added the points on the board, that took his team and battled his team all the way live up in there to the finals, took a team full of pretty much stagnant people, not really stagnant at the time frame, though, but he took a team by himself and carried them. Not saying that Chauncey Billups didn't have a team with him as well, though, but but when you talk about Chauncey Billups, you got to talk about a man that was that was a real good point guard. He was a good point guard. Very great point guard at that, too. But let's stay here. If I had to pick between Allen Iverson for, let's say they were going in the, they were having a draft, this, they were having a pick this year of who would go into the NBA Hall of Fame this year and we only had one spot available for one person to go into the Hall of Fame this year, just this year alone. And it was between Allen Iverson and Chauncey Billups. I would have to really say, and I'm sorry to say this everybody, I'm gonna pick AI. Numbers don't lie and the stats don't lie, the career stats just don't lie. 
yes, one man got a ring and the other man didn't. But it wasn't about the ring that made Allen Iverson who he was. This man could have had five rings if he really wanted to. Five. Could have had five rings. Could have had five rings. From the teams that he was playing on, could have had five rings from five different teams that he played on. I'm sorry, from the from the teams that he played on, from the 76ers, the Denver Nuggets, to the Pistons, to the Grizzlies, back with the Sixers again, could have had five rings. Literally five rings. A lot of things went on. Injuries played along with that. A lot of behind-the-scenes issues went on with that. You know, um, but when you want to become a champion and have a championship mindset, Chauncey Billups was your man. He had a championship mindset. Not saying that Allen Iverson didn't have a championship mindset, though, but sometimes the more team player that you are, the better it makes it for your championship team, for your team to win a championship. Sometimes it's not about just scoring all the points in a game. Sometimes it's not about carrying the whole entire load on your back when you got four other players on the court. Sometimes you can dish it out. Sometimes you can pass the ball a lot more. He did that, six assists a game. Whereas Chauncey Billups only really had five assists per game. Per game, he averaged five assists per game. That's career statistics. We're just speaking career statistics here, people. We're not talking about how much he actually averaged in a game per game that we're talking about here. No, we're talking about a career statistics, five assists per game. It's actually 5.4 assists per game. And we already know when we round down, we round down to, you know, when it's under five. Round up when it's five. Above five. So he only averaged literally five assists per game. Averaged 15 points per game, whereas Allen Iverson was out there averaging 26. But that's because he was putting his, he was putting his team all the way on his back and carrying his team load. Sometimes it's okay to make that extra dish, that extra pass. Sometimes it's okay to, you know, help your team out with rebounding and getting good scores on the board. But like I said though before, and I'll say this again, if you ask me today or tomorrow, who would I pick to go into the Hall of Fame? I'm going to take Allen Iverson this year, and I'll put Chauncey Billups in the next year. But does Chauncey Billups really deserve the rights to be in the, in the Hall of Fame for real, for real? Yes, he does. He should have been in there a long time ago. He should have been in there several He should have been in the year that he after he retired, two, three years after he retired. To keep this man out of the Hall of Fame, that's, that's really 
that's not possible right now. That's that's not possible right now. We we you know we we got to get this man into the Hall of Fame. And yeah, we got to get him in there. And we really want to see him in there sometime soon. We got to get Chauncey Billups in the Hall of Fame. And to deny him the Hall of Fame is like denying somebody a cheeseburger. It's denying somebody some food. This man has put his career on the, I mean, you know, this man put his back, he went, did a lot for his team. Everything that he played for, he did a lot for. Did a hell of a lot. So to not put him in the Hall of Fame, like I said, it's like denying this man food. He deserves the right to be in the Hall of Fame, but he will have to come after Allen Iverson. AI. That's in my personal opinion. That's in my personal book. I had several days to think about it. Who would I put in the Hall of Fame first? Would it be AI or would it be Chauncey Billups? And I would say AI all day long. It was just his tenacity. It was just his, his fierce competitiveness. He gave it everything he had on the court. Now, I'm not saying that Billups didn't, but AI just gave it more. He wanted it more. He he dreamed about it. He ate about it. And did not and to get denied of a championship year after year after year after year after facing off against some great competitors. The Michael Jordan that was in a Jordan uh, that was in a Bulls jersey. That was in a Bulls jersey, Michael Jordan. Primetime Michael Jordan. Who got crossed over Michael Jordan. Say what you want to say. He was getting old or whatever the case may be. I don't give a damn. The man still got shook out of his shoes. His shoe straps still got shook. He came up out of them shoes that day. That made history in the league right then and there. That crossover made history that night. That game is still going on in history today. Yeah, Chauncey, you might have swept the Lakers' dominant-ass squad team. But Allen Iverson went through battles. And then I'm not saying that you haven't needed when you went up against the Lakers. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying here is that you only have one ring. But you still deserve your right to be in Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Put him in. Let's get this man his gold jacket that he deserves to be in there. Let's stop denying the man that has uh, that put a lot of heart into this game. He got his ring. He deserves to be in there. Let's stop denying people from being where they need to be at. Let's stop denying 
the factor that this man did not deserve, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's stop denying that. He he deserves it all the way live. But people, I leave y'all with this. If I can't leave y'all with anything else, I will leave y'all with this one right here. Out of any player that I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for right now, Chauncey Billups deserves to be in there. Let's give it to him. Let's give him the title that he deserves, the Hall of Fame. Let's give it to him. As a Detroit Piston. Let's give it to him. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Thank y'all for coming live with me and rocking with me on this show for the longest time frame. I really appreciate everything that y'all have ever all the support, all the love that y'all have given this show throughout the years. I want to thank y'all so, 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 so very much. Um, I can honestly say tonight and today that this is the final conclusion of season two of the Realist Sports Show tonight, everybody. I just want to let y'all know that tonight is the end of season two of the Realist Sports Show and we will be going into season three. We're going into season three strong, everybody. We're going into season three stronger, bigger, faster, and better, everybody. I want to start off season three big and strong for season three, everybody. It's been a long 24 episodes, uh, 23 episodes in this season right here. It's been a long journey. We have seen a lot. And we're going to keep continuing the tradition of Black Lives Matter movement on this show. We're going to continue to talk about topics of this show, on the show, about that movement going on. And we're going to still bring out the best damn sports show that was ever known to man on podcast history, in podcast history, live on the show. We're going to continue to do the show. We're going to continue to go forward and do great, amazing things. We're going to grow, to, we're going to grow together. We're going to love this show together. And we're going to continue to support each other one way or another, everybody. We're going to continue to give you the best damn sports show that I can ever give you all. And I'm thanking everybody so much. Thank y'all so much for season two being the best dropping season ever. Thank y'all for the interviews that I've done in this season with, with Rachel Rapino, with Erica Van Stone. Thank y'all for coming live on the show. And I plan on having more interviews set up, everybody. More interviews are to come. I'm waiting on the uh, interviews to come. If anybody wants to come live on this show, let me know. I will bring you on the show, and we will get an interview done with you live on the show. I know I made a few promises to everybody that was out there. I mean, some promises out there to people that wanted to be on the show, too, as well. Don't worry. You will get your chance in Season 3. This season two just been a hellacious moment in season two. Season three is right around the corner, everybody. We're going to start off fresh and brand new in season three. And the music going to get better. The waves are going to get better. The product going to get better. And everything else going to stay better, baby. I thank y'all. I love y'all. 
And I will see y'all in season three of the Real Sports Show, episode one. Because it's football season, baby. And football season is right around the corner, y'all. I'm letting y'all know this right now. Football season is here. The first game, we're going to get to see some hits, some hard-hitting football come around the corner, everybody. I'm letting y'all know this. Football season is right around the corner. It's next Thursday. Next Sunday, we get to see kickoff. On a Sunday, we get to see kickoff. We ain't going to be just talking about basketball no more. We're going to be talking about football. Thursday night, everybody. Football season kicks off Thursday night, everybody. And I'm going to give y'all the first game of the season. Right the hell now. I am about to give y'all the first game of the season. As soon as I get it loaded up right now, the first game of the season will be... They got everything canceled still. Hold on, everybody. (laughs) All right. So, game one will be the Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs at 820, September 10th. September 10th. We're going to go over next week before September 10th. Who we think going to win the first game of the season? How will this game be played out? How will COVID-19 play in this game? And what are the factors of the next of the uh of this game coming about? How would the fan base not be around, um, being around affect this game? How would the players feel about not playing in this game? Or what would happen in this game, period? Point blank simple. We get football back next Thursday, everybody. Like I said, once again, I love y'all. And I shall see y'all next week. We're going to talk about it next week. And we're going to be live next week, everybody, for season three, y'all. I'm out. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Bet, and we are out. Yeah. Thought I might do a little old school for y'all. Hey. Hey, baby. baby. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm out, y'all.